I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of my earliest memories growing up is having an epiphany of being somebody who lived in space. Of all of a sudden realizing that, wait a minute, you know, it's just like in the, in the comic books. Hey, I live on a planet. I live in space. And I don't know, that may sound ridiculously um, obvious to all of us, but getting hit by that as a kid, that was like a moment from growing up that I remember. Fast forward to the time when I started looking through the first time through a telescope and realizing that, my God, something about it is magical. You're an astronomer. And you look through a telescope every day. Is it still magical to you looking up there? Well, it is, yeah. And, and in fact, in the last year or two, I've been getting into things that are so simple, like lunar craters or the newly discovered Metzner Square on the moon. But, uh, you know, it's thrilling. Even something as mundane as the moon's surface is, is still a thrill, sure. So here we are bringing you the magic of outer space to your inner space. I am Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Welcome to Astounding Universe. And the Metzner Square, just alluded to by my uh, compadre, came out when I had a look at Bob's observatory, which is this amazing, I mean, the telescope of anybody's dreams. So I'm looking at where, where were we looking? In the, Near the Terminator, not too far from the Apennine mountain range on the moon. The not Terminator? Too, yeah, the line separating day from night where all the juicy detail is found on the moon. It moves from night to night, but wherever it is, that's, that's where you see the best detail. Okay, so we're looking at it, and I'm seeing four dots that look very much like the corners of a square. And yeah, they were little tiny craters that formed a perfect square. So Jim said, what is that square? And then I saw it too. And I've not seen it on maps. And I don't think the four together have a name. So, we, you know, it's the Metzner Square on the moon. I'll, I'll look for it this time around when the moon comes back in another few days and we'll be able to observe it again. If it's not there, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about one of the truly magical uh, places in the sky to look at, one of the few distant galaxies? It is distant in the sense that the Andromeda galaxy is beyond all the stars of the night sky. It's beyond every separate little dot that we see in the sky. It lies beyond them because it's the next galaxy. Calling it distant, true in that it's beyond all the stars, false in that it is the closest actual galaxy to us, closest spiral galaxy. Well, <clears throat> where I was going with this, if you let me finish the <laughs> sentence, is that, okay, here's this galaxy in the distance that you can actually see with the naked eye. Yeah, if you get out to the 
country skies, get away from light pollution, yeah, it shows up as a little uh, elliptical smudge on autumn nights. Andromeda, autumn nights, and where do I look? Well, the name of the constellation it's in is Andromeda. Okay. It's not too far from the great square of Pegasus, so you'd have to look for a square. But Pegasus is findable if you have a star chart, as we say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is Andromeda. And if you just have enough patience, you could just look around high up, let's say 10, 11 o'clock midnight on a September or an October night. Look very high, even straight overhead, and look for a a clear smudge that's not a sharp little point of light, but a Mm. little... uh, smudgy blob elliptically shaped and there it is the farthest thing that your eye can see okay so what have you got for us about andromeda well in addition to being our sister galaxy and having roughly the same size as as ours a little bit bigger we're coming closer to each other and we're going to collide someday so this is going to be a very personal thing because We will eventually, we being our Earth and our whole solar system and the sun, will become part of a combined galaxy, which will be our Milky Way plus Andromeda. We'll combine into a new ball-shaped galaxy in two or three billion years, not even that far. I mean, Earth is now four and a half billion years old, so only about half the time period that has elapsed since Earth was born. You look that far in the future and we'll be in a different galaxy. Now, Andromeda, like the Milky Way, is a spiral? It is. And so combining together, they're not going to make one big spiral? Or no, no. Unfortunately, the tidal disruptions by the two spirals meeting are going to disrupt the whole thing, throw everything into chaos for some millions of years, and then when the dust settles, it will probably be in an elliptical kind of football-shaped galaxy or a ball. In fact, we have a name for this new galaxy, even though it doesn't exist yet. Milkomeda. Milkomeda. Milky Way plus Andromeda. Milkomeda. You didn't just make that up. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not clever enough. It sounds like something you'd order at a soda fountain. You know, oh, no. no, but you're right. It's a rare word. How many words do we have for things that don't exist, but will exist someday? Huh. We'll have to we'll bounce that back to our <laughs> listeners and say, we'd like to hear from you with words of things that don't exist yet. Uh, you know, military intelligence being one of them. <laughs> now, when Andromeda and the Milky Way collide, albeit taking a long time to happen, I mean, that does not bode well for life on Earth, I imagine, or does it? It's not bad, actually, because although galaxies can collide, and we see examples through our telescopes uh, in all parts of the sky, when galaxies collide, their stars don't collide. Mm -hmm. Because typically, stars in a galaxy, including our own sun compared to the other stars in our galaxy, are typically separated by one million star widths from each other. Mm -hmm. So that you throw a bunch of stars into another group of stars and the odds are enormous that they're just going to pass by each other and not Mm. make contact. Whereas you take a galaxy and mix it up with another galaxy and it looks like the two galaxies are indeed making contact. But the little 
particles that they're made of don't hit each other. Hmm. So although it sounds bad, sounds catastrophic for the sun and therefore for the earth, it actually will be harmless to us. Shall I tell our listeners how they can picture this collision? Yeah. So Andromeda and we, or the Milky Way, are approaching each other at the rate of 70 miles per second. Here's a good scale model. Picture two footballs on either side of a large living room. Living room about 25 feet across. These would be the galaxies in the right scale. Hmm. Every 100,000 years, move one of the footballs, one football length closer to the other. Hmm. And then you'll have the model for what's happening. Except for the fact that these two footballs will be able to mesh. It's not like we'll have two footballs. We'll have two sort of amorphous spirals merging. So. Yeah, you'd have to figure out when they actually get together how to turn them into one kind of beach, small beach ball. We'll either call it the Snickers galaxy <laughs> or the beach ball. And this milk comet of stuff. So hold on to your shares of cannabis stock. They should be good by then. But, you know, closer to home, go out this autumn and look for that smudge in the sky near Pegasus, right? And mm -hmm. Near Andromeda and Pegasus. And who was, I, I remember who Pegasus was, who was Andromeda? You're asking me to remember my Greek mythology. She was a, uh, a woman chained to a rock because of the, uh, the terrible uh, punishments meted out by the gods back then. And she was saved by the hero, Perseus. So this autumn, we invite you to look up into the sky, not far from the constellation of Andromeda or Pegasus. See that little smudge and think of the nearest galaxy to us. For Astounding Universe, I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Berman. Catch you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.